goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Bo Snurdly with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, of course. And. It is Cyber Monday here on WABC. It's Cyber Monday throughout the Western Hemisphere. If you want to be part of the program, if you can tear yourself away from your mobile device, your whatever that might be, your tablet, your phone, or your laptop, or your desktop shopping today as the deals are out there, if you want to take a break from that, you can dial 800-848-WABC. That's the number to call us here, 800-848-9222. Jimi Hendrix's birthday today. I'm just going to put that out there right now. It is the birthday of Jimi Hendrix today. It is also the birthday of, I think, let me see if I remember it right. I think it could be Lionel Richie's birthday, Jimi Hendrix, or it's one of them, something like that. And Eddie Rabbit. Def- and no, and Randy Brecker. My God, Randy Brecker is just, oh, he's a, Okay, so in the news department, there is a lot, a lot of news. And I'm trying to debate. I've been debating. Where do we start with this? Do we start with the Trump news? And the Democrats last week, you might recall, Democrats are saying, we need Trump in the news more. We have to, Joe Biden's not working. We have to scare people with Donald Trump. Let's get Trump in the news more, blah, blah. So, um, no, it's not Lionel Rich. You know what it was? It's truly was number one. That's what it is. And this marquee, like he had all these consecutive years, Lionel Richie, of number one hits. It's like phenomenal. But it is Jim, it's Jimi Hendrix's birthday today. <clears throat> Randy Brecker and Eddie Rabbit. That's who it is. Okay. So then I saw the number of immigration stories out there and mind blowing. There is. There are lawsuits going on. There are people that are unhappy. I saw a social media story over the weekend, and I, I'm going to just tell you what the story said. I'm not going to tell you. I, I don't know whether it's true or not, and I will just put it like that. It was another one of these stories that there were people that were turned down for a Thanksgiving meal, and the reason they were turned down, they ran out of meals due to the heavy number of uh, illegal migrants that were requesting Thanksgiving meals. I had no way to verify the story. I don't know whether it's true or not. Right now, I try, I'm try. i a little bit suspicious when I see stories like that based on a story that came out early on in the migrant crisis that was later debunked as being false, that veterans had been thrown out of a house so that they can accommodate illegal immigrants. And I ran with that story because it was in 
a reputable source, and all of a sudden then it's backtracking on it. So I'm just, now when I hear these kind of stories, I say, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. Don't know. I have no way to verify or vet these stories myself. But we do know this. The impact of illegal immigration is being felt all over this country. I talked to a friend of mine last night who lives in the state of Taxachusetts, and um, she was headed into the office today. She was headed into her Biestin office, and um, and they've turned the offices. She works in a big complex in Biestin, and part of this complex has been turned over to house in, in the office building. They ran out of space, so what are they doing? They're putting people in office buildings. Wow, okay. But you've already had Mayor Adams talking about the devastating effect that this has had on the New York City budget. And so we do know this to be true. We do know that there will be New Yorkers who will be denied services that they had and that taxpayers in New York paid for. They will be denied those services in order to accommodate the influx of illegal immigrants. We know that. That is a fact and including police services, public safety services. We know this. There's no debating it. Headline today, New York Daily News, Mayor Adams' preschool cutbacks make New York City families wonder if they can afford to stay in the city. A series of unexpected costs this year, from emergency medical bills to a recent move to Harlem, has put and they mentioned this woman, Michelle, and I won't give her last name and her family, in a tough financial spot. She's looking to savings from the city's free preschool program to catch up, to get on track. But those programs have now been cut. Mayor Adams, recent cuts, 3 to K, announced as part of the sweeping plan to offset the growing cost of the migrant crisis, have made this woman and other parents warn that staying in New York City is becoming increasingly difficult for families with children. She doesn't want to leave the city, but she has conceded that she's discussing that with her husband. Her husband works for a major unit for Rutgers University. When we had the second baby, we were planning on having child care payments for the first couple of years, then get her into 3K. Now, she said this this move by cutting 3K programs has pulled the rug out from underneath her family's feet. And they're doing this in order to accommodate people who are in the country illegally. Now, I also want to make something very plain. And I say this all the time, and I think it's necessary to continue to say it. I am not a person that is opposed to illegal, that is opposed to immigration when it is legal. I am also not one of these people that is concerned with the demographic aspects of, like, why are we taking all these people in from South America? I'm not concerned about that. If they're legal, I don't care where they come from. If they're legal, if people come here legally, why should any of us care where they come from? This is America. We are a melting pot of people from all over the world, and that's a good thing. However, when they are illegal, we should be concerned no matter where they come from, whether it's from South America, whether it's from uh, any of the other continents, whether it's European in origin, whether it's African in origin, Asian in origin, whatever. 
If they're here illegally, it is a matter of concern. And they should not be allowed to come here illegally is the point. Period. So you have that story. Mayor Adams preschool cutbacks are now making some families here in New York City wonder if it's time to leave because now they can't have the services they pay taxes for. Now, some like me would argue, well, what was the city doing in the business of preschool anyway? That should be private enterprise. But that's a secondary argument. The fact of the matter is that New York was offering preschool services 3K, and they were offering them based on their ability to raise taxes to pay for the services. Now those tax, that tax money that legal citizens and citizens of this country pay the government is being diverted for people that have entered this country illegally. Now this is an, a worse story than that because this goes to what is happening to some of these migrants who are coming here. These are human beings. Whether we think, whether we have beliefs that they should not be coming here or not, they are still human beings. And when you read the kind of horror stories that the next story is, it just causes your heart. If you have one, and not all of us do. To just, I just shake your head in disbelief. This story today comes from the Daily Mail. At least 400 female and child migrants have been brutalized in rape tents along the infamous Darien Gap while making treacherous journey to the United States, a bombshell new report says. Tents set up in Central American jungle for the sole purpose. There are tents that are being set up, the Daily Mail reports today, in the Central American jungle for the sole purpose of raping migrant women and raping children who can't afford to pay the bribes to criminal gangs. Most victims of rape on migrant journey to the U.S. are women, but children as young as 11 years old have also been sexually assaulted. Now, there are men who try to intervene and save these women and these children from being raped. What happens? They are either beaten, very furiously beaten, or they are killed. These people are being treated like, like, like commodities. At least 400 Women and children have been treated this year by Doctors Without Borders after they were raped in tents, set up specifically to abuse migrants in the notorious Darien Gap. In October alone, 107 rape survivors, including 59 people in a single week, were treated by Doctors Without Borders. Now, If this is what's being reported, imagine what is not being reported. Imagine the number of people that are abused like this, and they just simply, they don't seek out the medical help. They don't, they don't, and by the way, how many don't survive? We don't know. The youngest victims that were raped on their way to the United States were 11, 
12 and 16 years old. There's a 100-kilometer stretch of wilderness. It is known as one of the most dangerous migrant crossings in the world. People report being subject to kidnappings and rape in tents, tents that are set up specifically for that purpose. An estimated 460,000, 460,000. That is larger than the size of many American cities. 460,000 migrants have crossed into through the uh, Darien Gap so far this year. Earlier this month, another 7,000 poured through. One rape is happening every three hours. Doctors believe they still don't know the full scope of the problem, as many of the victims of these rapes do not come forward. One tearful Venezuelan woman said, how can you survive five rapes? We crossed the jungle looking for a better future, not for our lives to end. A snake is not in your life. Your life is ended by the men inside the jungle who rape and kill. And even some of those who pay a guide from these criminal gangs still don't get the protection that they paid for. They're still being kidnapped, raped, or killed. One person says they beat me on my legs with a bat because those of us who had no money were beaten. And they were searched by these gangs, and if they were found to have money after they said they didn't, they were beaten even more. person says, I saw many people raped. I saw them left naked and beaten. One, two, three of them grab you and rape you. Then the next one comes and rapes you again. And if you scream, they beat you. This is what allowing, this is one of the costs to allowing this lawlessness that the Biden administration has allowed since the day they came to office to happen. Moving on, this story is in the Daily BS today. Hundreds of illegal aliens bunking down at San Diego Airport after being released by Border Patrol. So you're trying to get through the airport, San Diego. You're battling your way through illegal immigration. That's not the only place. I'm not going to spend time with that story because they have more to go. And what's there to say? They're, they're, and, and this is not the only airport. This is not the only public facility now. Here's another story. Again, this one, Daily BS. Mass influx at border pre-planned with mysterious hands providing GPS coordinates. A pre-planned organized mass influx at the border is taking place with someone reportedly providing illegal immigrants GPS coordinates, guiding them at night so that they can cross over. According to a reporter from Border Hawk, Mass crossings are occurring every day with hundreds of illegal immigrants swarming across the border with the help of quote-unquote mysterious hands. While embedded with a massive group making their way through the night, to Piedras Nagres, Mexico, to the Rio Grande, Border Hawk correspondent Efrain Gonzalez learned that migrants are provided with GPS coordinates which enable them to gather at specific locations and cross in mass. Who's doing this? Who's organizing it? Well, we learned from 
uh, our reports that we had from uh, uh, Todd Benzman. By the way, Todd's headed over to Europe for four months to look at migration over there. Um, it, we, we know that in some cases certain quote-unquote religious organizations are involved. We learned that the U.N. is heavily involved in terms of financing and offering support for some of these crossings, and yet no accountability from them. We'll take a break after this, but we're nowhere near the conclusion of this of the of the stack. Migrant showdown in Chicago. Two residents set to face judges. They sue the city officials to stop them from housing migrants in public schools, parks, and police stations. We'll deal with that and other stories when we get back. Yes, indeed. George Harrison, on this day in 1970, released All Things Must Pass. It included this hit, My Sweet Lord, What It's Like. Now, this was a triple album. This album by George Harrison was certified six times a platinum album. Made it the best-selling solo album by one of the members of the Beatles. George Harrison releases the album that brought us this song on this day in 1970 here on WABC. some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide so why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma ohio challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Simple Minds to bring us back on WABC. Today is the birthday of Charlie Burchell, guitarist with the Scottish rock band Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. And all them love strange, so real in the dark. 
I led, left off before we went into the break with a story today that comes out of the Daily Mail, another story that comes out of the Daily Mail, that there is a lawsuit now, two residents, and there are more residents actually, that are suing the city because of the illegal immigration and the impact that it's having on their lives in Chicago. The plaintiffs, in this case, residents of Chicago, are suing the city, the Democratic mayor, and Chicago Public Schools. The plaintiffs claim that the use of public buildings to house migrants is a nuisance to the community. They accuse officials of violating codes as they desperately search for room to shelter asylum seekers, illegal immigrants. If their lawsuit is successful, the mayor would be prevented from disrupting park programs that taxpayers paid for, from violating zoning laws that everyone else has to follow. And this is one of the things that just irks me to no end. I'm sure you all know people or you know of people, or you've heard of people, for instance, you want to renovate your own place somewhere. You Let's say you have a condo, and you want to renovate your condo. Or you have a house, and you, you live in one of these HOAs, or you live with uh, in one of these very restrictive neighborhoods. So you have to apply for permits. you got to do this. you got to do that. And let's say that you have something that's out of compliance. They send the inspector along to your house, and they tell you, oh, gee, you haven't followed our code. Guess what? Rip it out. Rip it out and start all over again until you come into code. And you do it. In fact, there was a there was a case in California that got lots of publicity. You can easily find this if you were interested, where this billionaire had built this incredible Mansion, and it was humongous. And I believe it was one of the cliff sides there or something, and he was totally out of compliance. They made him rip it all down. We're talking a multi, multi million dollar build. They said, nope, nope, take it down. You weren't in code. And he had to take it down. So here we have people that are coming into the city of Chicago. And there are zoning laws there. They've done this in New York, too. And in order to do it, they're putting people where they're not zoned to do. They're breaking the law. But no one cares. The same thing happened in New York with vaccines. Mayor Adams, Hochul, and all these Democrats ran around with their mandates. They pointed their little bony fingers at you and told you what you better do or else. And along comes people who are not citizens of America who do not pay taxes, and they say, oh, your kids, they don't have to get vaccinated. Just sit them down next to the vaccinated kids that we made their parents vaccinate them. We don't care. So you are a second-class citizen in your own country. You have to follow the law, but people who are not even citizens of your country, they don't have to follow your laws. They don't have to follow the rules. It's sickening. Now, if these people in Chicago prevail, not only will the mayor have to start obeying the zoning laws, but they're going to have to fully disclose to taxpayers how much money they're actually spending. They are spending taxpayer money on illegal immigrants, and they are hiding 
how much money they are spending from the taxpayers. This is, it is beyond revolting. I don't understand how these people stay in power. I do not understand it. It is a flagrant misuse and abuse of power. And also in Chicago, increased crime. Remember all the hubbub. Do you remember the absolute S fit, S hyphen fit, that Democrats and their allies in the subsidized mainstream media, subsidy of the Democrat Party, had when Donald Trump started talking about the, the amount of crime that came in with illegal immigration. They had a fit. Oh, you are a racist. Oh, you're a xenophobe. Oh, you're a bigot. How horrible. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. Right? I want you to just listen to this. You can find this story today at the Daily BS, too, thedailybs.com. Let me just extract a paragraph from the story. Since January, the number of Venezuelans arrested by Chicago police has increased 2,538% from last year. Let me repeat that. Since January, the number of Venezuelans arrested by Chicago police has increased 2,538% from last year. The numbers, arrest numbers are up 11,333% from 2021. It is astounding the level of crime that this has brought to Chicago. But yet, yet, Democrats aren't paying the price, and why not? And here's the kicker to all of it. (sighs) Have a seat before I read you this one. Over 23 million illegal illegal immigrants who are now in the U.S. are now eligible to vote. They're illegal. But remember when Republicans were, when Democrats were saying the browning of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to change the demographics. And Republicans were saying, but you're trying to change the way our elections. And Democrats said, oh, you're racist. You're racist. Oh, you're bigots. How dare you? Over 23, now legal, 23 million who are now U.S. citizens, are now eligible to vote in 2024. And that's why they are so ticked off at Univision. Because Univision is actually now trying not to be biased against Donald Trump. 23 million legal immigrants can now vote in 2024. Reason we're playing this one, Randy Brecker. You know him, many of you musicians know him from the Brecker Brothers. Randy Brecker's discography reads like a who's who in all sorts of genres. He and his brother Michael Brecker, Randy and Michael Brecker, the Brecker Brothers, just so a part of the New York music scene. Randy was with Blood, Sweat, and Tears for their first album, Spinning wheel, this one you made me so very happy. 
But he didn't stay long. He went back into the jazz. He left Bloodswing Tears to join the Horace Silver Quintet. But he has played with everybody. I love the Brecker Brothers. I love listening to the albums they did with uh, Billy Cobham and, and so many others. Anyway, we're late for the traffic. Let's get to traffic and get to uh, news. We're coming back. 800-848-WABC. Keep it right here on WABC. Talk Radio 77. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, Diego did pick one of my favorites. He told me, I'm going to come back with one of your favorites. And here it is. Birthday today for Jimi Hendrix, 1942. Guitarist, singer, songwriter. You know, he, he was a guitarist with the Isley Brothers before he went solo, too. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, the one, the only, on WABC, birthday today. Um, I just got a text from our historian, Dean Carianis, the resident historian of, of, of this program. He's with us every major holiday. He also uh, runs a website, uh, historyauthor.com. And you can find him there, and he's also the number one columnist over at the New York Sun. And he just sent me a story, and it's about how migrants are selling food in the subways. They're selling food, some of them, they're selling $2 candy bars in the subways in order to get by. Uh, New York City, another article, turns a blind eye as migrants with babies are selling fruit among deadly highways in New York. And he says, now this. You think about store owners, and there are some store owners that we know that are not allowed to sell certain foods unless they have permits by New York. But illegal immigrants can sell food anywhere they want, along deadly highways, in subway stations, no permits, no nothing. And Dean says he wishes that his grandfather could have just come to Manhattan opened up a restaurant. Instead, no, 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 he had to sleep in a booth in a diner during the 30s and the, 40, uh, and the 40s to earn enough money to get ahead. But now people can just come here and just violate all the laws, and it's okay. New York City turns a blind eye to them, but they won't turn a blind eye to you. You try to do it as a citizen of this country. You do it, and watch what happens to you. All right, the last story in the well, I went through that one. Let me just turn to some other news. I promise you Trump news. Let me just give you this. And the uh this story again is in the Daily BS today. Shifting legal deadlines put Trump on a tight primary schedule. Uh he's having it rough trying to deal with all these competing court cases. You can find the story at the Daily BS today. 
leading the polls in the GOP nominations, criminal and civil cases across the country are posing a huge logistical challenge for Donald Trump. The next day, um, um, after the, the Iowa caucus is on January 15th, the next day he has to be back here in New York with this phony to deal with E. Jean Carroll and that not that case. First primary election, New Hampshire, January 23rd. Nevada's GOP presidential caucus, February 8th. South Carolina, February 21st. Those come as Donald Trump is supposed to be dealing with two federal cases. This, does anybody think this is not planned? Okay, there is a guest essay today in the New York Times by a gentleman named Donald P. Moynihan. He's a professor of public policy at Georgetown. He probably says, oh, I study government bureaucracies. This is not normally a key political issue. Right now it is, and everyone should be paying attention. Donald Trump, the former president and current candidate, puts it in apocalyptic terms. Either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. This is not an empty threat. He has a real and plausible plan to utterly transform American government. It will undermine the quality of that government and threat. Oh, 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 getting rid of the deep state will undermine the government. Oh, no. A second Trump administration would be very different from the first. Mr. Trump's blueprint for amassing power has been developed by a constellation of conservative organizations that surround him, led by the Heritage Foundation. Oh, and here's what they're afraid of. Donald Trump's going to actually have people in his second White House, who are loyal to his agenda. Imagine that. And they are actually going to try to bring the civil service, quote-unquote, this is what the author says, into submission. Meaning that people can actually be fired if they're not doing their jobs. That's not what the author says. He goes through the hall of business with Schedule F, and all the political appointees and how Donald Trump can get rid of some of this stuff, and it would be a catastrophe for government performance. Really? The, like, you, like you mean at the borders? You mean like it would be a catastrophe for controlling the borders maybe, or maybe a catastrophe for, for running the health care systems, or a catastrophe for taking us deeper in trillion-dollar debt? Is that what you mean, Mr. Moynihan? Oh, my goodness. He might actually threaten the way things are done with big government. How dare he? You can find that one in the New York Times today. We are going to head to the telephones. I want to just very quickly touch on a few stories that you would not normally hear. Um, maybe you've seen this story. Uh, Diego, Phil, you guys are too young for this right now, but that always won't be the case at some point in your lives. You're, you're going to go to doctor for a routine examination. The doctor's going to look at you, Diego. The doctor's going to look at you, Phil, and Phil. And they're going to say, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Diego, excuse me, uh, 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 Phil, have you had your colonoscopy yet? And you're going to have this deer-in-the-headlights look, and you're going to say, um, 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 what exactly does that entail? Well, we're just going to stick a camera up your, up your rect and, uh, you know, a little above the taint. Oh, you don't have a taint, but we're going to put a camera up in there, and uh, we're going to take a look around, make sure you don't have any polyps or things in there, 
and you're going to and 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 don't worry, it'll be painless to you because you'll be asleep. It's, oh yeah, right. Well, the Daily Mail has a story today that is just excruciating in detail. Here is the headline: Colonoscope B. Doctors reveal all the bizarre insects found in patients' colons during routine procedures, including cockroaches, ladybugs, ants, and moths. Last week, there was a story of a man from Missouri who had a fly. The fly was living. This fly was living and flying around inside his colon. When they went in for the colonoscopy, doctors look up, they see a fly buzzing around inside there. How did this thing get there? And now, now others have come forward to talk about the other bugs that have been found, and it's not just men, and women and men, when they've been doing colonoscopies, they have found cockroaches, flies, moths, just some of the insects. During a 52-year-old woman's uh, colorectal cancer screening in 2010, doctors found a huge, a, a cockroach in her large intestine. It was found to be a German cockroach when it was taken out, extracted, and uh, sent to the lab for identification. Doctors thought she might have accidentally eaten the bug after it gotten her food, landed up in her... Yes, it's gross, Debbie. But this is, I'm, hey, if I don't tell you the news, where else are you going to hear it? Okay? Insects are most likely carried into your intestines by being accidentally eaten in contaminated food. Another cockroach was found in the colon of a 51-year-old woman in 2010. The bug was less than a centimeter inside, had a watery green substance stuck to its legs. They tried to get that one out, but it disintegrated in there. Uh, it's time to check in with Lou Dobbs. And then your phone calls. So if you're on hold, thank you for waiting, and we're going to get your phone calls as soon as we get back, and we'll hurry back. We're going to check in with Lou Dobbs. Eddie Rabbit takes us in. Birthday today for Eddie Rabbit. This one went number one back in 1981. Yeah. In the moonlight And you wonder. Boy, I'm hearing from the ladies in the audience. Teresa just hit me up. This is a horrible thing to hear. Look! I didn't put those bugs in your colons. I'm just reporting... I am not responsible for what ends up in your colon. And and thank goodness I, I didn't I'm not a I'm not a colon professional. I'm just reporting the news. Well I love a rainy This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The colonoscopy story keep coming in. Nursey nurse just sent me a three word, a four word reply. Better than a gerbil. 
<laughs> um, and it goes on. Um, there's another story that I have, but I'm going to have to hold this one for tomorrow. Uh, cops are being in, in Georgia are being accused of being heavy-handed. There was a woman on a beach, a 34-year-old woman. It's all on video when they arrested her. They arrested her. She had a, a vibrator at the beach, and she was um. in ecstasy and um, was arrested and some people are like coming back it's like why would you arrest this woman for that Keep this is too heavy handed indeed we'll get some details of that tomorrow Booker T and the MG bring us back the MG's Al Jackson's birthday today the drummer with Booker T and the MG's this one their famous time is tight and time is tight so let's do this James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And let's start off with Sandra, who's calling from New Jersey. Sandra, how are you? Oh, good evening, James. I'm fine, thank you. You know, I, I wish that you'll start talking more about what's happening with, um, with well, Derek Chauvin. I, look, I wasn't there when it happened, and I was brokenhearted when um, George Floyd died. I really was. But now... Derek Chauvin's in jail, 40 years. His wife divorced him. He gets stabbed. I mean, and there's a new documentary that came out. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. And it's a, I don't know what it's about. I haven't seen it yet. But all I want to say, James, is why aren't we talking about Derek a little bit? I mean, well, Miranda Devine, Miranda Devine did a big story about him. And there are a lot of people that are saying, look, Derek Chauvin is innocent. And I'm not... I'm not in that camp, to be honest with you. He had his he had his knee on this guy's neck for nine minutes. And I know there are people that say this and that about George Floyd, and I'm not pretending that he was Mr. Model Citizen, but people do not deserve to be executed by police. Now, he did not die from that, and I know that. That is what the medical examiner said. So there's an argument both ways about whether Chauvin should have been convicted. The Supreme Court has decided not to weigh in on it, on the appeals, I don't know. I'm one of these, you know, uh, yes, yeah, so we can talk about it more. The thing that troubles me, they didn't even tell his family. They're not giving his family any information. It's like, oh, he was stabbed, and that's it. Nothing to the family. I mean, how disrespectful is that? So, I mean, there's a lot going on with that case. I'm glad you brought it up. But, again, if, for those of you who really want to know, Miranda Devine, the, the, the great Miranda Devine, has a long piece about this today in the New York Post. Uh, thank you for the call, Sandra. It's always a delight to hear from you. Let's go to David in Staten Island. David, how are you? Okay, Bo, I have one thing to say. For all the pay raises that the Democrats have been getting throughout the country, they could pay off the national debt. There's one other thing. People are playing ignorant. They don't want to know. That's going to be very costly in the Third World War. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you, Viviana in Brooklyn, New York. You're up next. Make it quick, Viviana. Hey, Bo, I'm trying. There's a citywide proposed um, change to the residential zoning laws. They want to put nightclubs, biological chemical research labs, uh, amusement uh, parks, make the corner um, houses into retail stores. Viviana, our time is up today. I need you to call back about this. This is startling, and I need to find out more about it, and I'm sure other people want to hear what you're saying, too. We got to go. 
And uh, Andrew, Sal, everybody else we couldn't get to today, please don't give up on us. Try us again tomorrow. We can. We have calls on this immigration stuff, except we want to take them all. Anyway, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, back tomorrow for Tuesday edition of Boston Early Rush Hour. Till then, bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.